Now it's like our words are viral. They have more influence than they used to because of how data is transmitted and it's transmitted everywhere relatively easy. On this three-part series of A Call to Leadership, two of my Monday co-hosts, Travis Revell and Sam Sala, join me to discuss leadership around Elon Musk's Twitter purchase. Did he make a mistake? Disney's floundering leadership, can they turn it around? And of all things, politics and polarization in leadership. Can we think for ourselves? Can we embrace diverse ideas to progress the human race forward? I throw them some unrehearsed curveballs with these weighty and very worthy questions. I can't wait for you to join us. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is A Call to Leadership. Are you guys tweeters? I know you got tweeters in your car, but yeah, yeah. do you tweet? Uh, I don't tweet. I use Twitter a lot. I think I'm more voyeuristic when it comes to social media. <laughs> I'm not it's getting I'm warmer not, in here. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I'm not a sharer necessarily, but I think Twitter is probably the most academic of the social medias. I'm sure there's some trash out there, but I think I get a lot of really good information for work yeah. off Twitter, but yeah. um, I'm not a tweeter. Have you, have you ever tweeted? Yeah. Do you have a yeah, tw- Twitter I, account? I, what do they call it? Is at Cell Phone Sam. <laughs> How could, how, I you mean, know, on, no right. surprise. Right. Same as my Instagram yeah. tag at self. He's branded, same. man. You know, I, for I mean, sure. he's just branded. Dude, I know. It's stuck. I was like, right. yeah. And you probably get phone calls like, no, I don't sell cell phones anymore. But you can call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, that's, my manager, yeah, yeah. one of these managers, yeah. one of my stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get that a lot. But no, I mean, I tweet once in a while. Twitter's all about followers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if you don't have a ton of followers, like, you could just. Right. tweet out into black space yeah. <laughs> and then like nobody's actually listening or right. like right. there's no there's no yeah, it's not like facebook you know you do right god i sound so old <laughs> it's not like the facebook, <laughs> the facebook where i share a picture and everyone likes it <laughs> right. it's like oh my god we sound so old but anyway we are old yeah i guess that's kind of truth but no i uh i mean when you tweet is it oh, here's something that's really profound pithy to say i'm going to tweet it out or do you just say whatever's on your mind yeah, I, th- I think it's really whatever's on your mind or you're sharing someone else's tweet. With yeah, you're comment. retweet. Retweeting. I might retweet yeah. some stuff, but. Yeah. So I was on Twitter years ago. <laughs> you're going to show some retweets? Yeah, yeah pull I'm some retweets. I'm just going to see if I've ever actually yeah, yeah. tweeted. So I was on Twitter years and years ago and I got off. But when I was on Twitter, I only tweeted a bit. And I remember one of my tweets was I was studying oh, I was studying Jesus and his walk. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, like dining with like, you know, the Bible says sinners and prostitutes. And I was like, well, I was really like convicted with, by that. And I was like, you know, somebody who like shares his philosophy of leadership. I was like, I tweeted, I can't remember the last time I had lunch with a prostitute. And uh, <laughs> I tweeted that and I was like, dude, unless people know the context that sounds of, right, your, yeah. of your tweet, it's probably not going to uh, go over very well. So I ended up getting off of Twitter and I just got back on and... Uh, I have one follower, my wife. So nice. you know, I'm it's all in one that matters. Yeah, is it really? Which is nothing impressive. Sixty followers. 60 followers. So, hey, I have 182 followers. Listeners out there, <laughs> follow me at Cell Phone Sam. <laughs> There's going to be some very interesting tweets coming in the future. <laughs> so, uh, wow. but I'm following 552 people. Oh, you beat me. I'm 360. Yeah, so I. But that speaks to like if the old saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, it's it's probably time to find another room. Yeah, no, you're totally in an environment where you can learn from others. Sure. And so, obviously, we're having this conversation around recent events, at least at the filming of this series of episodes. 
on vision and leadership. And so Elon Musk is bought Twitter, right? So several months ago, probably about four or five months ago, we were just talking about mm-hmm. his bid to buy it. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to back out. And then the court said, so sorry, you're stuck <laughs> overpaying <laughs> or Twitter. So let's break it down, man. There's lots of things to cover here, right? Talk about leadership vision. Is it in my wheelhouse? What's really going on? How do we handle change and transfer of completely different philosophies of how you work in an organization? Yeah. Let's just start. Question, and we can break, and maybe we'll answer a a really important question. Was it a good move? And maybe we won't know until the right. future, but what I'd like to do is put a pin in it and yeah. have a conversation in three years, another episode, yeah. and mm-hmm. see which one of us is right or all of us right. are wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So as a leader, Elon Musk, he buys Twitter. As far as you know about Elon Musk and his vision, he's got the mindset to have uncompromising, unwavering agreement and buy into his vision, no matter what the organization is. So SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Tesla, mm-hmm. and now Twitter. I think you forget one too, the boring company, right? Oh, nobody, yeah, they, nobody, nobody talks about the boring company. But it's not really you know? boring, but it's, it's not boring, boring, but yeah. like, yeah, is it spelled the same way? Boring. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, because what does he do for our audience who don't know about the boring company? I mean, the only thing I know, I mean, I think the boring company is more of a, an idea lab, you know what I mean? Right, like yeah. to try out different things. And I mean, I mean, the one project that I know is it's a tunnel, right? And the car goes down into the tunnel, and it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and yeah, essentially, I mean, yeah, that's it. It's like right. the new subway, yeah, basically, yeah. system for individual cars, individual to, cars. And I thought I read something that like they stopped the prototype or something in California, or I don't know, right? In I California, mean, they stopped the prototype. Right. Really, <laughs> shocking, right? I don't know, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure in Elon's mind, right? What is weird place that would be if you could just go visit <laughs> like you know? john malkovich right yeah, like, like you're like i'm sure there's a tie-in that he sees from my perspective right like your focus is on humanity and saving humanity whether that's saving them from gas-powered cars and pollution and moving everybody to electric vehicles or going to mars right like it's all kind of around how do i save humanity i can make an argument that you know free speech has a play in there but i don't know to me Right now, it seems like it was an ego play, right? Like, I could do this better and then kind of thought about it. And that's when he kind of tried to back out. Like, hey, maybe I can do it better, but do I really have the time to do that? Right. And he got forced into it. So I don't know. I mean, what's he down? 75% of the employees? Yeah, he's... 75%? Yeah. Right? He's in trouble with, at least with, from an external perspective. Yeah. Is it part of his master plan? I mean, he's taking a hit, like... That's the other thing that I don't understand, right? Like, you're Elon Musk. You're the wealthiest man in the world. You've got two, three, but let's just say two really well-known, amazing companies. They tie in with each other very well. It's a big risk, right? Like, you can't... I mean, even if he revolutionizes Twitter, he's not going to be viewed any better than he was six months ago. Right. You know what I mean? So you can only really take a hit. And the thing that I wonder is like, what are these massive shareholders and Tesla thinking right now when Tesla's stock price, I think, primarily is valued more on the cult of personality than it is on the actual revenue that's coming into the company. And now your cult of personality is in a culture war with who you would think, right? Like, I mean, let's think about this. 
you're in a culture war with the people who are probably the earliest adopters to your vehicles, right? I mean, if you think left wing, you know, liberal yeah. people, yeah. now you're in kind of a culture war with your customers. I don't know. It's a well in the cult of personality. We can cover that at some point. How dangerous that can be, even with what's happening with FTX. And I mean, and you've others. got so many different examples right now. FTX. You've got Theranos with Elizabeth Holmes going to jail. You know what I mean? You've got stuff that's happening right now, and it's like I think I'm going to kind of tackle this on why I think he did it. Okay, he flat out said that he wants Twitter to be the beacon of freedom of speech, right? Bad or good. Right. Mm-hmm. So I believe that Twitter has become heavily regulated before that, right? And I think he's been very forthcoming in his approach to pretty much everything, which is lack of regulation, less regulation, more freedom of speech, more freedom of business, more freedom of everything, right? Right. I think that was his initial motivation because that's what he said. I mean, I'm ad-libbing, but the biggest thing was to make Twitter a beacon of freedom of speech because there was a lot of restricting of speech on twitter i mean there just was oh yeah no 100%. so and the culture war is is correct because twitter like most media sources i felt like leaned left mm-hmm. a lot and i say media source very loosely but a lot of how it was ran was that way so now you have someone from the complete polar opposite buy it and now you you know you 75 percent of employees well yeah it's a complete culture change. 100%. Leadership has completely different vision than the previous leadership. What happens when they don't buy into your vision? They leave. Mm-hmm. They leave. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's smart enough to know that. I think he has no problem telling his team, this is my vision, you're on board or you're not, like you said earlier, right? So I think some of this is, I think he saw this coming in a lot of ways. I still don't think he will fail. I don't think this will be a failure proposal, but I think it will change. I think you'll see a lot of bad speech that's allowed now. You know, you got President Trump being let back on, which doesn't matter what you believe or disbelieve. I mean, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to have a group of people who disagree with that, right? Well, you have a group of people who who agree with the platform being completely freedom of speech. You can choose not to read or listen. You can choose to get off Twitter if you don't like what you're seeing, right? I think that's what he's thinking is like, if you don't like what you're seeing, you can go somewhere else. Yeah. And And I think he's okay with that. He's okay with it. But here's another thing you mentioned bringing former president Trump back on, but there are others who he said, I'm not bringing back on Alex Jones, Alex Jones. Yep. And so there's some pushback like, well, is it really true freedom of speech? And, and there are caveats to that. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are probably people who their freedom of speech will be so incredibly, offensive that he won't because there's per, that was personal to him. Alex Jones is personal to him. Yes. So the question is, I mean, I don't think there's no such thing as free speech, right? There's consequences to speech. You can say whatever you want to say, but you yell fire in a theater. You know what I mean? Like there's a consequence for that. You know what I mean? Who regulates that? That's, this is the difficult part. I mean, I think if you yell fire in a theater, fire in a theater, right, yeah, that's, that's, that's ex- extreme, right? But like if someone says something polarizing, this is who good. judges that? I possibly I, the owner of the business. Yeah, the owner. Right? I guess the owner you of the business. You can sign up right? and say no profanity. Right. Or you can say please speak profanely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's such a slippery thing, right? slope. But it is right. No, I'm not. It, I think no, you're I mean, right. It is crazy slippery slope. But I think like society has. I think people. You have a society, right? Mm-hmm. Because people understand like you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You can't just go live out in the. I mean, you can, but like 
we've all agreed, mm-hmm. right? Like we're going to give up something to be a part of this bigger thing that there's going to be benefits to, right? And so, you know, with Twitter, you should be able to say what you want to say, right? And if there's, especially in this day and age, like if you say something wrong, and that's a big reason why I don't post anything is because... But there's a consequence to what you say, and that's... That's the consequence. That's the consequence, that's that's the consequence. consequence right? Like, you, you, right. you know, the cancel culture. I mean, all this stuff that goes on in society, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I would like to say, but I choose not to <laughs> because I don't want to deal with the consequences of somebody inevitably disagreeing with me because nobody's going to agree with you know right. what i mean like that's god right. forbid we disagree i know god right? forbid because that's where the root cause of issue is right we I, don't have to agree on everything i agree with we that. don't have to like everything we hear yep i can change it ch- what do they say when we were younger change the channel if you didn't like what you were watching mm-hmm. you didn't like what you were hearing the problem is i think that there's a happy medium somewhere but i don't think there is medium out there right now no. it's either 100 percent free speech you say whatever you want Hate speech should be regulated. All that stuff should be not allowed, right? But the problem is, who is actually going to be the one defining that? That what is right? Because, like, for instance, if someone says something that doesn't align with your views, Mm -hmm. or let's say you're a board of directors who has, you know, views that are lean left, Mm -hmm. right? But then you have a lot of, let's say, posts or tweets from the right. Can you effectively? manage that in a way that supports and freedom of speech can you be big enough to say okay i disagree with that but this freedom of speech you i don't know? think you can because the problem is is that i mean i don't know how many tweets there are per hour but let's just say millions upon millions upon millions of tweets per hour right sure what system do you have in place you know what i mean like inevitably you're going to have some employee that you've hired to monitor that you know what i mean right. and it's yeah. Well, freedom of speech is different now because when we grew up and people talked about freedom of speech, it was like, we're sitting in this room. I can say I dislike something. Mm-hmm. It's my right to say it. You may not agree with it. Freedom of speech, right? Now it's freedom of tweet, freedom of post, freedom of... So now it's like our words are viral. They have more influence than they used to mm-hmm. because of how data is transmitted. And it's transmitted everywhere relatively easy. Yep. So if you're of influence... If you're a person of influence and you say something that's sideways or someone perceives to be sideways, you're going to be able to get that out there, right? But I think that there's going to be people who hear that, who maybe agree with you, who love it, but then there's going to be people who disagree, who maybe have to make a decision to just look the other way or not, not engage. engage, right? right? But that's not who we are now. No, and I think when you go back to when we were kids and you... I always think, right, people are always a lot more respectful in person. Yeah. Like, you're not going to say 90% of the things that are said in person that you can hiding behind your keyboard, right? Like, when we were kids, you said something that was rude. The consequence was you might get punched in the face, right? right? Like, I mean, like, your parents, you're in trouble. And I just... Or you get your social community... Ostracizes you. Right. And so I think what's challenging about this is that we're taking a, you know, I mean, what freedom of speech came around in what the 18th century, right? I mean, with the declaration of independence and everything like that, like we're taking these concepts and we're trying to apply them to this modern content, modern technology. And it's, 
You're right. Like, I mean, I don't know how you do it, right? But I think I'm all for free speech. I'm not for hate speech. I'm not for somebody trying to hurt somebody. But even though I don't agree with a lot of things that get tweeted, I don't think like a Kyrie Irvin, right? Like, you guys know about this, right? Yeah. He tweets, right? A movie that's on Amazon. You know what I mean? Just tweets it out. And I don't agree with what he said, right? But should the man lose his career over a tweet, right? And right. then there's no consequences to Amazon for hosting it, right? right. There's no consequences to yeah. Bezos. You know what I mean? Like, so it's very... Almost like he's a fall guy. It, it is, right? Like, and so that's the stuff like, I'm telling you right now, man, if I was a celebrity or if I was in that, you wouldn't catch me on anything yeah. because it's too slippery of a slope. It's slippery and we have very little margin for grace in this culture. I mean, you can even slip up even a word that you may say in error that was not even intentional and your whole career is shot. Mm -hmm. Even after you, you know, issue an apology and say, wow, that was, I'm so sorry I said that. I didn't mean to say that, right? Right. I mean, you go back to Jimmy the Greek and all that. I mean, there was blatant stuff, right? Yeah. But even today, we've gotten so sensitive mm -hmm. to even an error. And then we get sensitive. I agree with you on the hate speech piece because there is a point of a tipping point. Mm -hmm. But there's also a point where real communication defined is simply an exchange of ideas. Like where have we lost this opportunity to just exchange ideas? When we say exchange ideas, that means we have different ideas mm -hmm. because there's no need to exchange the same thing. And so you can have a different opinion. The three of us have had many different opinions. I think there takes a certain level of maturity, emotional maturity especially, to say we're not always going to agree. And it takes a level of humility to say, I don't have all the answers either. That's one of the reasons why I want to learn from people who don't share the same values and beliefs as me. No, I agree. I agree. But I think, you know, and I've said this on previous episodes, right? It ends up just becoming an echo chamber, right? Like people, the intent of Twitter is noble, right? I mean, it's a noble idea. Like here is a worldwide community center, you know, but inevitably people are flawed and all they do is surround themselves with people who are saying the same things, reinforcing the ideas that they already have and making those ideas even stronger instead of, here's a differing opinion. And the three of us, geez, I mean, how many different opinions do we right. really have on everything from life to family to everything? But we're all three really close life friends. Life would be boring if we did it. Absolutely. And it's an opportunity to learn. Like. I'm always like, okay, well, that's great. I love that perspective. Some of it I'm going to take home. Some of it yeah. you keep and I'll keep my stuff, right? I mean, yeah. that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree, man. I've found, especially behind that, what do they call it? Where your um, screen courage or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. When you're in a room with people, you tend to have more decorum. Not always, but generally. Because we're designed to have social, constructive collaboration, because that's how humanity moves forward. There's conflict, but there's also collaboration. And that's what keeps us moving ahead. But Twitter has been the kind of organization that's evolving, right? Because you have all these different pieces. And then the check move with Musk coming in creates a whole nother dynamic in how we even view that platform. Because now people have said, I'm leaving that platform. And other people have said, I'm joining that mm -hmm. platform. Right. It's changing the demographic. I mean... I think that even questioning Musk's his vision for it, because I want to read this quote to you about whether asking the question, is Twitter a distraction? 
and I'm going to let you weigh in on that. But here's a quote by Michael Hyatt. I was listening to a podcast. I thought it was really good. Quote, distractions show up on your doorstep masquerading as opportunities. And the only way to tell the difference is with the clarity of your vision of where you're going. So in light of that statement, is Twitter a distraction from where Musk's vision is going? I mean, you'd have to ask Musk, but from my perspective, I don't see the immediate tie-in. I don't. Well, let's talk about what he's doing, right? So his big focus is Tesla, right? Reusable, renewable energy, and SpaceX colonizing the galaxy, right? Pretty big uh, big goals you have there. (laughs) So now his time is focused on Twitter. I mean, the question is, you know, is that a distraction? You're right. You'd have to ask Musk in relationship to his vision. But as you as a leader, like are you at that level? And the question is, do you think some of the motivation is ego? 100%. Like I know I can. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to do it. I think Tesla and SpaceX, I mean, let's just be, I mean, Tesla's changed how we drive cars. So, I mean, I think there's a point where he feels like he's kind of built these organizations, not that they're going to stop building, but he gets bored. That's his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, he's bored. You know, I'm bored with these things. Now I'm going to change freedom of speech through Twitter. Serial entrepreneur. Very Serial entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, how many serial entrepreneurs just do one or two things and stop? Where there's three in this room. I mean, maybe not on that level, but right. mean, we love yeah. new things. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So I think it does fit within his vision because he's doing it. I don't think he would take on this huge leverage his all the Tesla stocks and if it wasn't something he was completely passionate about yeah. wanted to. So I think he's all in. Yeah, that's a good point. I tend to agree in terms of the human condition. Elon Musk is totally focused on the human condition. He wants to push it forward, progress. And you know, he made another statement at the uh, he was talking to Air Force folks and he said that failure is irrelevant unless it's catastrophic. Those few words, like I had to analyze that. I was like, does that make sense? Failure is irrelevant unless it's catastrophic. At that level, progressing the human condition, I guess that makes sense then. He doesn't see failure as an issue unless everything dies, unless he's dead. I mean, I would even argue that if he would take the 44 billion by Twitter, that tanks, even if his Tesla stock tanked, SpaceX tanked, as long as he had breath, he'd say none of that, that, all that failure is irrelevant because it's not catastrophic. I'm still here. But here's my thing, right? Like you want to move forward the human condition. You spend $44 billion on Twitter. What else could you have spent $44 billion on? <laughs> right. What else? I mean, could you cure right. world hunger? So, I mean, like there are things where it's like, okay. And listen, I'm not, man spends his money on whatever he wants. Like, I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money. You know what I mean? Like. He's been broke before, bro. He's been broke before. A hundred percent. But I'm just saying like, right. He'll put it all on black. Right. I mean. He might be broke again. He might be. (laughs) Right. By next week, by the time, by the time this airs, (laughs) right. (laughs) He could be broke again. But I mean, like if your goal is to move forward a 44 billion, like, I mean, that probably doesn't do anything for SpaceX. Right. I mean, it might do something for Tesla, but I mean. In reality, $44 billion, like what could you do with that money truly move forward the human condition, right? How do you bring 8 billion people and, you know, probably 
five and a half billion or abject poverty. You know what I mean? Like what would that 44 billion do to raise the bottom up and bring humanity up to a higher standard? So it can go both ways, right? right. I mean, I think in, undoubtedly there is some ego that went into this. Undoubtedly, right? I mean, for any of three of you see you're here to say, I can fix Twitter, <laughs> right? Like, let's go leverage some cash. You know what I mean? Like, I can fix it. I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, to be a leader like Musk, you have to have an ego, right? You know, you have to be audacious to even yeah. think about the things in the vision he has. Right. Well, an ego, I mean, if we were just to, like, look at ego, it's self-esteem and self-importance, right? And so... The question is, when does my ego, my desire for self-esteem and self-importance, outweigh my vision, right? Where does it impede my vision? And that's the big question. I don't know that I would say that Twitter was a mistake for Musk. I would say that I'd like to think it's all part of his master plan. I think that he probably spends more time thinking than most people on the planet. Oh, yeah. And so I do know that he tried to get out of it. So data there suggests that maybe he realized, mm -hmm. okay, I'm overpaying and it's going to take a whole lot more time and is it even worth it? But he couldn't get out of it because the judge said, sorry. He definitely overpaid. I mean, that, there is no question. He overpaid. You know what I mean? Look, do I think it'll fail? No, because I think through just sheer will, I mean, the man has a work ethic that is I don't know anybody who would ever work as hard as he does. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're the richest man in the world and you're working, you know, eight, 90, 120 hours, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like crazy amount of time. But it will be interesting to see what Twitter is like a year from now because it will be undoubtedly different than what it is today. Yeah, and he can sell it. I mean, for if sure. you want to turn around and sell it, he could sell it for a loss today or he can build it up and mm -hmm. sell it for a profit later. I got a pretty good feeling that some folks are going to want it back. Mm -hmm. He may not. He might just say, no, it's my baby. It's going to be on our spaceships right. as we colonize the galaxy. Well, and Jack Dorsey, St. Louis boy, started Twitter, right? I mean, he was the guy who said Elon is the only man who can save Twitter. I mean, so it's not going to be a failure, right? right? I mean, no yeah. matter how you define it, it's not going to be a failure. It's like McDonald's failing. Correct. It's not going to fail. Walmart. It's just going to be different. It's going to be different. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of different, a good way to segue and shift gears, he goes in and he starts cleaning house, right? Completely different philosophy of leadership, like you said, completely different culture, Sam. As far as his desire to change the culture, what does he say? He says, look, part of my motivation is we are losing $4 million a day and we're hemorrhaging cash and we have to stop this today, right? So he goes to what? Well, would be considered extreme measures by most standards and start slashing. Interestingly, I'm going to add another layer to this conversation. Disney posted a $4 billion loss for this fiscal year, which is $10.9 million a day. Well, my friend, I am so thrilled that you joined me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. And before you go to the next episode, especially if you're binge listening, take a moment. I would love to get your honest review right here on your screen. Your feedback is so important. It helps the podcast. It encourages me. 
and it helps me. It helps me to give you more and more and more value. So I can't wait to read your review. I can't wait to be with you on the next episode. I'm Dr. Nate Sala. This is a call to leadership.